0: Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Too many times in my life I've known where I'm supposed to go. I just don't want to go there. Like Jonah, God's call at those moments is clear. And like Jonah, my response is a resounding, hell no, I ain't doing that. I run the other way. I stay silent. I sit on my butt and I wait for others to do the work. I tremble in my fears and succumb to the rationalizations and lies I tell myself about how everything will be all right. Especially when racism, white supremacy, and all of their associated violence are concerned. What is keeping me in the belly of a whale when I should be marching to Nineveh? What is keeping us, the church, silent when we should be speaking God's truth? The Lord has told the church, especially us white members of the church, to speak God's truth in love to those in the grip of the systemic sin of white supremacy. But like Jonah, we don't want to go there. We struggle with upsetting white comfort. We struggle submitting to black power over and over again. We center whiteness in our church, our communities, our stories. We ignore or rewrite our history, and we succumb to our fears. The Lord has told us where to go and what to say. It's time for us to step out onto the road to Nineveh. This season on Racial Heresy, we confront the barriers, excuses, and reasons, both mine and the church's, Unpacking what is keeping us out of Nineveh and how we all might transform our inner Jonah into a racial
1: heretic. May the Lord bless us as we enter into this space uh, to do this work, uh, to explore uh, the issues uh, that divide us and how those issues remain with us uh, for the sake of those who truly want to be part of the beloved community. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Uh, so here we are. Uh, welcome, brothers and sisters, to uh, the long overdue, uh, as if y'all were knocking down the doors wondering where racial heresy was, right? <laughs> but um, a little revamp invites you into to, to our new spaces, uh, trying to do some things uh, liturgically in this work understanding that this work that we do together this work that we all do in the life of the church um is a holy work um is one that should be treated as a holy work regarded as a holy work and so we wanted to bring it more intentionally into holy space uh invite you into that holy space as we do some some things um i would say a little differently but uh, it's almost like a lot differently (laughs) brother what would you say
0: I don't know. I mean, deeply and personally, there's a lot of reflection and a lot of intentionality and a lot of hope and joy and excitement. And so in in some ways, yeah, it feels different. Um, Maybe maybe hopefully more mature. I mean, that it's that it's it's transformed. It's we are continuing to do the same work. We're doing it. We're doing it now um, in a new way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So, you know, uh, as we unpack these things and we dive into what we're actually going to be unpacking in a minute, you know, we invite you to share, to respond to, uh, with the areas of resonance uh, for yourself, with the questions that come out for yourself, with your responses to the answers to questions that come out for yourself, Um, and just take part in this journey with us uh, as we try to dive deeper into the issues of white supremacy, the issues of power, um, and how they interplay with the church as well as how they manifest themselves um, in our own vocation. How we move forward individually, you know, beyond racial heresy. Just like where we are in ministry, you and your parish, me being Kaepernick um, in the Diocese of Central Florida. Um, you know, ironically, taking a knee in the church is, is not good either, you know. Um, and so what does that mean for vocation, right? And how do we do this work? Um and really wanting to dive in in a, in in a deeper way just you know as as you as i have been talking about my experiences of white supremacy at the hand in, and in, in the church um and how it impacts my vocation moving forward um but also in in, in light of those conversations uh we found some places of resonance where you were like mm, how is white supremacy manifesting in my own leadership and and in my own understanding of how i do the work that i do in my own context mm-hmm.
0: right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and and in fact that you know as we were talking about it um i think my initial selfish view of this was you know this was all really specific to me it was all really specific to my understanding of vocation especially as a priest and and the more i hear you talk about it and the more i hear us talk about it and engage um you know the way those things that keep us from beloved community those those things that keep us from God and from each other um and certainly white supremacy as as a principal um barrier to our experience of god that that cuts across vocation i mean that that that's that's christian vocation that that's however right. you are trying to live your life we are all being affected we are all being being prevented from reaching the, the fullness of beloved community by white supremacy and, and the way that it is working in our lives and in, and in our parishes and in our church and in our communities. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I started this and we started this, this new series, especially with an eye towards, um, you know, I, I wanted to explore my vocational experience in my context. Um, vocation is vocation. We all have one. And so right. I, I, I do, I hope, and I think, that this is going to have a really broad reach and a broad kind of understanding uh, for, for lots of folks.
1: Yeah, so then, you know, who is this for, right? Like, you, you you, may have been a fan of racial heresy, you may be curious about racial heresy, somebody may have told you about racial heresy, this might be the first time you're checking it out, whatever. Um, who is this for? Um, this is for, I, I would say, primarily for... Um, the white clergy brother or sister, this will be my outlook, the white clergy brother or sister who understands that white supremacy is an issue in our, in our society, um, that they want to lead their church in an intentional way to transcend white supremacy, whatever their church context may be. Um, and that in doing so, they also understand that to lead their congregation in wrestling with white supremacy they have to wrestle with white supremacy for themselves, um, and that's just what it is. And 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 that person will hopefully find these conversations refreshing, um, insightful, impactful, challenging, um, all sorts of different things. Um, and and then as a, as as an aside, if I could say, I'm going to ask you who you would say, because you know the white folks are going to want to know what does the white man say. That's right. About who this is for. Last right? word, right here. Um, and so and so i would say for 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 blacks and 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 also for people of color but i do understand we talk about this often right that yes you can generalize people of color right and there are dynamics that carry over but there are a whole lot of things that i do not know about the context of native american struggles about hispanic struggles about you know so on and so forth and so i know about black struggles you know uh so i deal in that but People of color, I'm sure you can find Synapse there, and we invite you to share those as well, because we do want to understand how we broaden this to get people to understand the totality of beloved community. But for for for, for people of color, for Blacks in particular, and, and, and a chance to articulate um, in a theological way the, the issues that keep us divided as a church, that prevent us from really being one, as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would—that's that's who I would say this is for. What would you say? Who would you say it's for?
0: Well, I, um, a, a couple of places definitely uh, clergy folks, definitely white clergy who who are out there leading and and want to expand that to to say. And I hope we haven't lost anybody already, but but leaders, lay leaders, anyone who is out there um, trying to make a difference in the life of the church, trying to bring the kingdom of God into this world through the body of christ that is the church Um, we're definitely aimed at at the christian church in this place and so i hope that there's a place here um, and interaction and and value for those lay leaders who may be um who may be taking up ministry
1: the first order of ministry is the lay that's right
0: that's right (laughs) and i and i do want to say that that important um to to what you've talked about a for uh, people of color and black folks in particular who are out there listening, um, it, this side, my side, our stories, my experiences, um, uh, I hope are, are open and, um, and can be a doorway as well, a uh, target, uh, a center of focus, whatever it is, a place for feedback um, that if you feel so inclined and you want to, um, I'm, I'm help, happy to hear uh, that critique and want to be open and, and submit to that kind of, of feedback uh, right from the get-go and very explicitly um, that my attempt is going to be exploring my experiences and, and our attempt is to explore these experiences together um, for the benefit of these of these leaders and, uh, and we welcome that kind of feedback and, um, and that
1: kind of review from, from all sorts of folks. Amen, amen. And so how are we going to do this brothers and sisters is that Case took some time to go through some, some questions that he'd been wrestling with for himself. And um, we're just gonna begin unpacking those questions and challenging each other, and and and, and, and delving into it, and um, inviting you into those conversations as well. Uh, so, you know, what is that? I know we had a first question for for today, but you know, I've been I've been doing a lot of talking, and so that question has just shot out my mind. And so, where are we, brother? What, what do we have today? So the the
0: the first place um, is to start. For me, I mean, was to start explicitly with with questions around leadership, and and really, it isn't uh, specific to clergy leadership. Any these decisions we're making. The the observation that I have, and the challenge that that I face, is um, we in the white church, especially, have been talking about um, from time immemorial. Um, some version, some iteration of, well, go slow, be practical, do what you can, not, what you, not necessarily what you want or what's needed. The, the whole idea of leadership and, and even effective leadership in social justice, in white churches, in white context, and, and even in multiracial context like, like my own, um, have had this kind of focus on, on white people. Um, and on white tolerance and on, on white fragility and on white endurance, and um, how as, as particularly as a leader, how do we look at this uh, at our situations and say um, when when does the life of of black people start, and how does it start to affect the leadership of white people? like when do we start making decisions in the church that aren 't based on white comfort and and the pace that white people can handle and, um, and, and those types of, of calculuses, when do we stop with that? And, and when do we start making it based on black life and, and, and black pain and black trauma and black joy and, and black experience? Um, yeah, how, how, do we, how do we make that shift? Can we make that shift? And how do I as a leader um, in, engage that?
1: Yeah. So in a sense like how do we get beyond this thing of like white comfort um we know about white fragility we we talked mm-hmm. a lot to, with Robin last season in, in about white fragility um and that's why white comfort exists right Yeah. to comfort white folks fragility mm-hmm. um how do we get beyond white comfort to me is we we we, we, we got to start looking at w- w- what is comfort mhm um, and what do we mean by comfort? What do I mean by that? I love uh, R.C. Sproul, one of the Lutheran theologians, uh, Ligonier Ministries, right? Um, highly intellectual guy, so he speaks to me, right? Um, but he, he he broke down comfort as comforte, you know, like with strength. Hmm. So we comfort people in order to send them forth with strength in the gospel, Right? Or, in other words, encourage them to to fill them with courage. Not to make them feel better, but to fill them with courage to face the fight that is at hand. Mm. Mm. So the fight is the fight. So when we look at these issues of injustice and all of these things that bring up fragility, they're there. They exist. I'm going to comfort you, yes, but not to make you feel better like these things don't exist. But I'm gonna comfort you so that you understand the strength of the gospel, the strength of the Lord, and that you go forth into that strength, to live into that strength, to mm-hmm. fight with that strength, to stand up in that strength. So then when we shift this idea of comfort, mm-hmm. then yeah, now now we talk about how do I how do I lead my people into the battle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that right. Mm with strength i mean and i i'm I'm guessing this is going to be a reoccurring theme in this whole series as we do right that 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 the first step in addressing these experiences and the and the issues and the challenges um isn't some understanding or some insight other than to say we need to shift the frame entirely right like the the whole idea of white comfort right we're misunderstanding and misapplying the idea of comfort when you talk about with strength with courage encouraging people like filling them with courage that that is not what I that's not what I feel like I'm trying to do right now right like I'm 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 trying to I'm thinking about as much as anything else like you know how are people feeling like you know are they are they feeling okay are they are they uh I don't mean struggling with the words but just you know comfort like like cozy, like comfort, like like warm and fuzzy, like comfort in, in a lot of different ways that have nothing to do with
1: strength. right? Yeah, to me, it's antithetical to the gospel, right? And here's why. Because if we talk about comfort from the way that we usually talk about it, what we're really saying is that we're looking at a defeated people.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: When we look at encouragement the way that we talk about it in our society, we're looking at defeated people. And we just want you to feel good. We just want you... It's okay. Woo, woo, woo. But we say in Christ we have the victory. And we're supposed to live and walk like those who have the victory. So, yes, the battle might be ahead of me and that battle might be hard. But we're going to go through the battle because we got a victory.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, if white society that believes it's Christian... Does believe that it has the victory, then it should not fear going through the battle against white supremacy. Mm. You're gonna go through the battle. It's gonna be a battle. There's gonna be blows. There's gonna be, you know, sticks and stones. But, and I need comfort in order to go through it. I need encouragement in order to go through it. But it's there's there's no there's no denying that we gotta go through it. Well and that
0: and that piece of of strengthened in Christ, like courage and encouragement, you know, in in the spirit, those um, those really get at at the, the the cost here, right? And the and the and, and, and again part of that missing piece of um, if we're finding if, if if I'm offering if we're finding comfort and trust in something other than the gospel Um, then then we're missing out. Um, You know, and and, and we're 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 robbing ourselves. We're missing out on the 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 strength and the and the fruits and the and the energy of the spirit. We're missing out on relationship with God in a in a new and deeper way. We're finding um, our energy and our strength in something that will ultimately fail us, even if it has short term appears to have short-term benefits or short-term energy or something. Um, and, and so I, I see that, and, I'm, and it, as, as much as I see that, I'm almost challenged by that uh, immediately as I see it, right? Because I feel like I'm slipping into an old frame again. Um, uh, another, uh, another socialized mindset instead of a gospel mindset, right? Which is like, oh, okay. So that which is motivating me to find a new way to comfort white people is the cost to white people of what we're doing? And I still ha- I'm still centered on white people, right? I'm still sort of understanding the issue but you're differently white. around white people.
1: But you're white. There's no problem with that, you know. People ask me all the time to say, "Well, why you still care about working with white people or white society?" You know, especially after the, the range of stuff that's recently happened, right? right, like, right. Why are you? And don't get me wrong. We're doing we're doing this a lot of the time because I'm limiting I'm limiting my exposure to white people right. now I'm in that season, but still, why? Because of love. Right, like it's easy for us to stay in 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 in, in our comfort zone, mm. but if you love, then we gotta go outside the comfort zone, right? So. If you love those you serve and your context is white, shouldn't we love them enough to go outside our comfort zone and lead them into that space?
0: Yes, yes. If, if that context is white, th- there's a place where the, the leadership starts in that context and, and goes out. But our context is always, there's always a bigger Look, context. There
1: is so much work to do in the white context right now. Look, there is more than enough, you know, soil to till in the white context right, right yes. now. yes, yes, yes. And don't get me wrong, there's more than enough to till in the black context too. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're honest, there's more than enough to till in all of our own contexts. I mean, there's one adage that says, first clean out the log in your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's. Mm. Right? in all In all forms, in all facets, in all contexts, right?
0: yeah i and i I feel like it's 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 the right work, but maybe for an incomplete reason and maybe that's good enough maybe maybe we start what's and we take the first steps.
1: Hmm? what's the incomplete reason
0: well that that a reason that is that is initially motivated or or bounded on on self and on and not on neighbor right like that i'm being motivated i'm being challenged i'm finding energy for doing this work because of the way that affects Me, and the way that affects white people Not because of the way that it affects my
1: neighbor Right, I'm not looking at my neighbor But look at it like this Maybe, maybe, look at it like this What what, what if, what if, what if, what if What if it's Say about Love your neighbor as yourself, Mm -hmm. right What if it's an understanding that What white supremacy has done to white people has been unloving to themselves. Mm -hmm. So how in the world can they love their neighbor until they learn first to love themselves? To love themselves enough to rid themselves of those things that are harmful to themselves. How can you ever help me with what's harmful to me? That's why we have all of these things about toxic charity. How can you ever help me with what's harmful to me when you haven't done anything about what's harmful to you?
0: yeah i and I've heard that
1: i mean you know put put your own mask on first, you know uh but that's scary it's scary because you gotta look yourself in the mirror and admit there' are demons there, yeah yeah and it's easier to fight the demons that are external than to fight our own demons well and and we've been and
0: and internally looking has at its at its core this temptation to to forever be internally looking right. I mean, it has this narcissistic sort of temptation that that we're going to end up just staring at our own navels and and dealing with our own issues and ah uh, and, and grand- the
1: ascetic, the ancient ascetic principle of hesychasm. That's a word I probably need to put in the show notes. Uh-huh. One of the one of the ancient church fathers, uh, I uh, I can't remember which one, um, but the, the first hesychist. Um, That's what they would do. They would meditate by focusing on their navels and say, reciting the Jesus prayer, Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, only son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, understanding that until we get right with ourselves, we are no good to anyone else.
0: The white church has been... Ostensibly working on itself For its entire history The white church ain't worked on itself yet Mmm I said ostensibly uh, Okay Okay Ostensibly um, <laughs> uh, And so what, what do we do about, about all the life And death that is going on around us When When we're just gonna sit there and work on ourselves
1: for one, for one, there's one potentiality where you just don't add any more damage. You know, there's a lot of instances where folk get involved and made the problem worse mm-hmm. than it was before. You know, um, you give yourself enough time to even know who's right and who's wrong. Think about all the times we've gotten involved on the wrong side, thinking that we knew who was who was fighting the right fight. One more excuse for inaction. I mean,
0: that's 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 my fear, right? Like we're we're just giving ourselves one more excuse
1: to to not <laughs> join, to not support. Why society has acted enough? Why society needs a timeout? Take a pause. Mm. <laughs> you know, I watch a lot of Sesame Street now with my with with my baby girl and. And 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 Gonger always has to tell Cookie Monster, no no no, not, not Ganga, the, the 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 Cookie people or whatever, when they fight in the crumb, they always gotta tell Cookie Monster stop and think it through,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know. And it's like we're at a place where we need white society to stop and think it through. It might be good to to, to pause before you act.
0: Ah, uh, I mean, what about get out of the boat, right? I mean, we're we're following a, a a risen Savior who is is out in the midst and and is political and is active and is is alive and working in this world, and and we just gonna sit there in the boat?
1: You must. We must, we must, we must, we must. Always take time to be sure that we are following. Mm-hmm. That we are following the Lord and not the pie Piper. I mean, think of it this way. They said, I, I saw it came across my desk the other day. They said that um, Sarah Sanders said that God wanted Donald Trump to be president. Right. And in a sense, God wanted Donald Trump to be president, you know, because God knows all things and God wanted to wake us up to some things and maybe we'll listen. But that is, that's not what Sarah Sanders meant. There are a sector out there that believe, you know, I know some Episcopal priests who have said that, you know, Donald Trump is God's blessing. You know, the blessing from God, you know, like there are people that believe that. Mm hmm. We can easily follow the Pied Piper Will we pause long enough To allow ourselves to see That what we think we are following Is really not what we need to be following And this whole um, The book is on This book here ah. Race, a uh, theological account. J. Cameron Carter, a uh, scholar over at uh, Yale, I believe. No, not Yale, Duke, Duke Divinity, um, argues that what happened with Western Christianity and Western civilization is that um, white supremacy became part and parcel of it, mm-hmm. and that the faith became white supremacist. that the very expression of it became white supremacist. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so that is nauseating to hear, I imagine. For myriad reasons, some good, some bad, some indifferent, I don't know. I understand that it's got to be nauseating to hear. But can white society pause long enough to hear it mm-hmm. and reflect? Like, let's 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 look at the at at where we've been, in the name of Christ. Let's look at what we've done, in the name of Christ. And yeah, we can poo poo it away as oh that was the time and oh that was then and oh this was that. But let's look at something that made it somehow possible for that to be reconciled with the gospel the mere fact that that could happen should be reason to pause and say you know what maybe we should hear maybe we should listen if we really love the gospel why would we want to be out of line right if mm-hmm. if if the witness of the life says otherwise you got to take stock and pause at least to say you know what? Somebody tell me. Somebody love me enough to tell me that I'm wrong. And may I have the humility to hear it. And God willing, walk worthy of the calling to which, with which I've been called.
0: All right. Well, you know I'm not going to just quit. Well, <laughs> no, I do that plenty. But uh, accept, right? Not just going to accept. uh Okay, two two questions for me because I'm just going to take this time very personally and 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 delve in and see, right? Two things really immediately for me. The first is, um, we got a lot—not a lot—we got some sisters and brothers out there, and and myself, who are in multi-ethnic contexts, right? I am in a in a, a black and white context. I am in a context that has African immigrant families, that has African American, that has uh, Latinx families. Um, and it we're, we're mixed here. And, and so how, you know, that actually feeds into my second, at least possibility. So clearly, clearly what we're talking about is, is the need how we operationalize it, but, but the, the deep need for a level of reflection and, and, and renewal and, and re-understanding of things in the white church that, that is primary among any sort of action step is it possible to to do that work while um while moving while acting while um doing our best to not do damage and to still do
1: good? I mean it better be could we march into Zion beautiful beautiful Zion mm-hmm. you know um and yeah we take time to rest sometimes, but we process into the, to the, to the glorious kingdom. So it better be something that we can do while we, while we're moving, but we better be in line with the spirit, you know, like, right.
0: Well, I, 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 and I'm thinking of it in the context of, of, you know, calls from especially black activists who've said, look, um, you know, the white supremacy is not a black problem, right? Racism is not a black problem. We need white people with white bodies to put those white bodies on the line and start, start taking that cost. Start making this an issue. Start, start leading and living.
1: Uh... Yeah, but you know, you know, I wish I had brought it in here, right? Um, I, you know, I've been rereading Black Power and the American Myth. CT mm-hmm. Vivian, this is postmortem of the Civil Rights Movement, right? Um, and basically, in the aftermath of the Civil Rights Movement, he was like, you know, we. The whole idea of black power and the American myth is, is essentially um, that they approach the movement with certain assumptions about American society based on the myths of America mm. and mm. the rule of law and so on and so forth. And so they believed that if they could change the laws, it would improve their lot in society. And C.T. Vivian argues that what we learned in the result in the aftermath of the of the movement was that Changing the laws wasn't the issue because you could change the laws, and really and truly that was just a signal for some sort of other oppression.
0: Mm.
1: You know? Mm. So, you know, you you you, you change the laws, fifteenth amendment comes in, and now, you know, um, you know, the slavery is exempt except for in the penitentiary system, and now that's supposedly good, and then what really happens is the rise of the prison farm industry and the prison industrial complex and so on and so forth. So so with every law, it's like a wink and a nod to the system. And he realized, he said that they realized that the problem was the soul of white America. Mm. That white supremacy, and King argues something that we, you and I talked about as well in terms of what white supremacy did to the black man's soul. That it wasn't just an oppression of his of and her physical space, it was right. it, it, it 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 was a it was a, a brutalization of their very soul of the very imago day in which they were created, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and therefore what has the church done to rebuild the imago day and say yes be black and proud, no rather the church including you know the presiding bishop on down say that. A black identity, strong black identity, has no place in the church. So the image in which you were created, black man, black woman, doesn't really need to be validated in the church. But how do we wrestle with that? On the flip side, C.T. Vivian is also saying white supremacy did something to the white man and woman's soul. They didn't get all free from it. Right. The deeper problem is the soul issue. And that's what the church is about the church is supposed to tend to the soul right and the church has done nothing on neither side of the racial lines to tend to the soul that was wounded by white supremacy mhm mhm yeah i mean
0: i'm not ready to, to to split body and soul quite quite that cleanly but i i think hearing right the the idea of working for working towards and for laws and changes and 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 protections and things maybe ha- maybe still has a place but the no, it definitely has a place right that that work isn't isn't separate from or over and above or against or it has to be if if what we're actually looking for is lasting change what it has to be is is an address from the church, maybe one of the only places it can come that talks about and, and really gets at and addresses and shifts the way we understand who we are and, and who the other is and who our neighbor is and, and white supremacy as, as sin and sickness of our souls as a, as a primary uh, focus, as a primary place of work in the church. Um, right. That going out and marching isn't going to address that right you gotta do that but you gotta you gotta address
1: here too yeah but at the end of the day after you march if you haven't addressed the soul the problem's gonna come right back
0: and it has over and over and 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 like and like
1: the word says the the second sickness is worse than the first
0: you cast out one demon you clean it out seven come back the demon comes back and invites seven friends because everything's ready to go yeah oof Mm, I had never read that, that scripture in that so context. So as we
1: see this flare up and we base it on the last flare up, like, we got to tend to the soul. That's the space that the church has to be in. And yes, has to be out there in the street. I'm not separating body and soul. I'm actually joining body and soul because what we've been doing is all body and leaving the soul in degradation.
0: So, so to bring it... To bring it back around, maybe maybe right. full circle, right? The the original question of, of basing leadership, basing decisions, basing um, the the life of the church all or in part on white comfort, um yeah, go ahead. If what we mean by white comfort is is for strength, is for strengthening, yeah. is for addressing and yeah. digging into these these deep problems that will actually bring Uh, encouragement that will actually bring strength that will that will that will rid us of sickness and sin and that which separates us from God and use that as a driving force to be in the world absolutely if what we mean by white comfort is hey are people you know Ha- happy go lucky sitting in the pews and have their worries about the world relieved and they know that everything's going to be the same and all right and and they're going to get taken care of the way the world tells them they're going to get taken care of then then yeah we got to we got to upend that cart
1: um hmm
0: what am i missing
1: then yes comfort white people yes comfort white america please do
0: right Please, please comfort white America. Somebody strengthen the backbone of these people. Right. Somebody.
1: Oh. Uh, because I, mean, I can't comfort white America. Right. Why America go why America go go kill me if I try to comfort white America? Uh, and you have tried
0: to comfort white America. And look where it's. Try trying to handy, encourage right?
1: white America? White America smacked me down. What? Like I don't want to be encouraged. Let's
0: look at the generations, right? Let's Yep. I don't want
1: to go forward with strength. I don't want to be a coward. Let's
0: look at the, the generations of prophets who have tried to comfort God's people.
1: Mm. Oh, man. So, you know. Yeah. That's why I say amen.
0: Amen. I, I feel like we're going to get there a lot, right? We're going to start with a question, and, and the answer is going to be, well, we asking the wrong question the wrong way, right? Like, let's just yeah. totally reframe that. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, is it wrong to is it is it wrong to base it on on white happiness? Absolutely. I mean, should we be motivated by white black joy and black trauma absolutely and and we need and to bring comfort, to bring strength to bring to bring energy and right. spirit, a spirit of comfort, a spirit of strength, a spirit of of resolution All right. Oh brother we we got so far
1: to go. I mean you hit the nail on the head, so I didn't even say it. Um, but I was thinking um this this reggae group, Israel Vibration, they have a song Practice What Jah Teach. Um, and it says one simple lyric faith without works is no is no faith. Mm-hmm. And works without faith is no works. You know? Yeah. Like there's no divide. There is no faith worth works. Like, faith without works ain't no faith. So yeah, you can't separate body from soul. Because faith without works is no faith. But works but works without faith is actually no, is, 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 is also no works. So for us to be out there working, marching, protesting, pushing legislation, right, but it's not in a spirit of faith, that's no works. That's a waste of time.
0: And I, and I feel like there's there's something there uh, about the idea of of you know neighbor and self. And you were getting at this a little bit. Um, and and I I want more of both sides, right? That that um, there isn't a distinction between my well being and and your well being. That yeah. that it's 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 so interlaced. It's so dependent. It's so interdependent, right? In in that trinitarian way and this is i get maybe the unity that you like to to get on um <laughs> you know But i mean that's
1: that echoes in king where he says you know an, an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere right right you know we think of that as social justice and social location but that's human to human that's relational And injustice to you is an injustice for me
0: that we cannot distinguish and And even some of the break right now is the fact that we are distinguishing and we're distinguishing with a default to to white. Um, The corrective, you know, comes from from that energy, from the joy and the trauma and the pain without without negating, but bringing together, bringing into um, one transformative relationship, one transformative unity, one transformative trinity. All right. White, black, God, however you want to count it um, one transformative unity of, of faith action that is, that is the same.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I mean, perichoresis, one of my favorite words.